Are you bad with money? Like I used to be not too long ago. Tired living paycheck to paycheck, not really understanding money. Well, me and Kelvin are going to dive into this rather difficult topic today. How did it start for you, Kel? Yeah, well, it started with some debt. <laughs> some debt. Um, so after I was in my job for about two years, after having a paid-for car, which I had bought with my inheritance, all right, I thought it was time for an upgrade. You know, like the like my colleagues driving nice fancy cars, some Jags, some Land Rovers, and stuff. So I thought. Oh, I've been here for two years. Why don't I get a nice car? A nice mm. fancy car. I deserve it. Yeah. Right? Even though they've been working there for 20 years. Um, <laughs> so I decided to get myself a BMW. Mm. Got myself into like 19,000 pounds of debt because it was a 33,000 car. Oh, 33,000 wow. pound car. And then what was happening? My payments. Because obviously it was high interest. 7.9% I think. Um, I was paying almost six hundred pounds a month to for this car, and it was actually almost seven hundred the first year because I was also paying insurance for the paint and the wheels, of course, because you got to keep that thing nice and shiny, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then what I started noticing was every month I was overspending because before I had the car, I had no debt, so I used to blow my money a lot. Yeah. Every month, I blow like 500, 600 pounds, which was equal to my payments now. And then I was going into savings every month. My savings yeah. were going down and down yeah. and down. And after about a year, I thought, I can't live like this. Something's going to, like, it's, I felt, I was stressed. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. <clears throat> I was worried. I was like, I can't live like this. Something's got to change. So I had some money left in the stock market. I sold it all. And I paid off the car. So that had been stuff, money that had been left. So that was part of my inheritance as well. So effectively, my my inheritance is now sitting in the driveway. That's Dang. all I've got to, to show for. Uh, that's not everything, but that's everything that was given to me at the time. Yeah. And so I, yeah, so it feels bad, but... I eventually, I also had a student loan debt, which I paid off. That was stupid because when you're at school, people say, oh, get a student loan. That's the cheapest debt you'll ever get. Yeah. And it's not. No, it isn't. It cost me, <laughs> it cost me a lot of money. Yeah. I think, I think I borrowed 11,000 pounds and I paid back 16. Oh, wow. And that's, if I had carried on paying, it would have cost me. I think almost eighteen or twenty thousand, but because I paid it off early, yes. it didn't go that much yeah. higher. That's insane. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so, but that was coming straight out of my paycheck. So I was, even though I was working overtime and everything, I was still earning less than the other guys because I had a stupid student loan to pay off. Mm. And it, the way it works here, I think in America you you pay it afterwards. It's like a, just a yeah. normal debt. Whereas here, it comes straight. They take the money before you even get any money. Oh wow! So it's like a tax. That's yeah. Insane. Um. So I was. So I thought I I want that money in my pocket. So yeah. I paid it off. Wow. It took me six months this year to pay that off. But then I built my emergency fund, which you're going to talk about anyway. Yes. How was uh? How how did you things go for you? Oh, dude. For me, I'm not gonna lie. It, it was a lot of failure. I failed a lot. I I failed a lot. I made a lot of mistakes. Um. 
I will say this, like we talked about early, um, last episode, right? Like, like my dad didn't really talk, but he just lived his life. And I learned a lot from him just by watching him live his life. If that makes sense, the way he lived, my dad was a very frugal person. He saved his money. Um, he never took any like risky chances. Like he would not make any risky mm -hmm. decisions. It's just work hard, safe. Um, so growing up, I always thought like, man, this dude, this this guy is pretty, you know, he's like, he's a greedy dude. But he was just always good with his money. He was saving. He didn't spend unnecessarily, right? You don't need something, we don't buy it. We only buy it if it's a high necessity. Like we really need it, which worked out great because when he passed, you know, there was money saved up so that we could. He everything was covered, right? Like his funeral, like we. Because in Suriname, people don't really do life insurance because a lot of people will die and just leave their kids or whoever's <laughs> alive to just deal with it, um, you know? So, yeah, so yeah I've, I've, I've seen that, but it's just recently when I really started understanding money. So when I moved to the United States, I need to pay a immigrant lawyer. I had to fly to Guyana. So hotel, I had to go to the embassy there. I had a bunch of doctor things that I needed to do, like tests to see if I was healthy. You know, I had to test for like HIV. Really? Yeah, I had to test for like HIV, hepatitis, all the hepatitis. I had to make sure you're not going there to me. spread. Pardon? <laughs> Spread diseases or whatever. Yeah, you don't want you to be healthy. Tuberculosis. Oh, yeah, crazy. tuberculosis. Dude, I had to do all of these tests. I got like a bunch of jabs, like vaccines. They had to like stick me a bunch of times. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like paying the hotel there, staying in Guyana for a week, all of these things, you know, the flight cost. By the time it was said and done, I think it was close to like 15, maybe $16,000. And I didn't, I didn't have that cash. I didn't have that saved mm -hmm. up. So I got a lot of help. Um, obviously, it wasn't a bank. I'm not paying interest on it, but I am paying back um, or at least trying to pay this um, debt back um, every single month if possible. Because, yeah, I had a lot of help, um, which I'm not... I don't think, you know, the people who helped me want me to who they are but yes i did get a lot of help um when i got to america i was like okay i'm in america now you know okay i started working um and then i had i got like a better job so i started making a little bit more money so i was like okay how can i double this money right like how can i make more money with my money so i started hmm. researching how you know how to make money technically so i just stumbled upon a bunch of YouTube videos and they were talking about stock market. And then you have this guy talking about, you know, the stock market is outdated crypto. Um, right. But they don't teach you the fundamentals, like the basics. They just tell you like, mm -hmm. okay, you know, this is how you make money. But before you, before you want to invest, you like you, you want to pay off all your debt, right? You shouldn't start to invest before you pay off your debt. You want to budget. Right. Every dollar needs to go somewhere. When you make up a budget. So this is what I was learning in the, the last video I watched. I was like, man, I was doing all of this 
wrong. Like I just I started backwards. <laughs> Technically. Yeah. yeah. You know, I started backwards. And yeah, you know, I I'm I'm admitting that it was a learning curve. It's and I did it wrong. So after watching these videos, I was like, okay, you know what? It's time to start up a budget. So I do a um I think it's called a zero based budget where every dollar has uh, a slot a job. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So by the, when you budget your month, by the end of everything, you should have zero dollars left. So yeah, um, I started backwards and then I was like, man, like, why am I, you know, like why? And then I moved to Michigan, which my hours got reduced. So I'm now making less money. And I was like, no, I, I really need to, I need to figure this out. Like I really need to figure this out. So yeah, even when you budget, you need to put your debt in there as well. So you put in your paycheck, everything you spend on your monthly, um, your monthly expenses and your debt because every money or every single do dollar that's left over should go to paying off that debt until it's, I guess, paid off. Um, so yeah, it, it was a lot of trials, tribulation, ups and downs, mistakes, but I, I think, I think I figured it out. I, I, I think I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm taking the right steps now. It's like, this needs to happen before you could, you could invest, I guess. So you have a, um, uh, a roadmap, like, you know, which direction to take, what to do, where you're heading. Yeah. So you made a budget. Have you heard of the 50, 30, 20 rule? I have. But okay. I don't, so, I, I, I don't think I can say it. I don't think I can explain it to the people. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you can. So well, that is, um, that's a budgeting method and you can do zero dollar, zero, what is it? Zero? The zero dollar, um, zero, yeah. zero, zero cost or zero. I forgot what that's, it's called. That, that's, well, it's like every dollar has a job, right? Yes. That's, yeah, that's yeah. the same rule I follow, but with this budget, but don't get me wrong like if your debts are too high there's it probably you, you you're going to be outside of these percentages so it's up to you yeah. to determine what's what so the 50 30 20 rule is 50 percent of your salary should go towards your needs necessities so that's living costs so housing be that mortgage rent whatever uh utilities gas electric internet nowadays mm -hmm. and tel you know communication so phone bill that type of stuff and also running costs of your car so getting to and from work that needs to be included in that so whatever allows you to stay alive and food, food yeah um needs to be in that 50 percent. so that's the biggest part of your budget and 30 percent goes towards your wants so wants is anything that isn't necessary to live yeah. So streaming services, holidays, streaming services, holidays, saving up for a new car, shoes, luxury clothes, yeah. you know, uh, going out to eat, all that stuff. So anything that's not strictly necessary to yeah. live. So for me, I use that to for everything, really saving money for paying for my hobbies. So instead of paying uh, 200 pounds per month on Pokemon cards, I only have 70 pounds to spend. So I have to save up month, yeah. a couple of months before I can spend that money yeah uh and the last 20 percent is towards savings 
So that includes investments, if possible, if you're there, mm-hmm. or paying off debt. Yeah. yeah. So um, the other thing is building an emergency fund. So yeah. you, you need to build an emergency fund before you should invest. Yes. yes. And I'd say before you start paying off debt as well, maybe build like a month's fund, maybe like $1,000, just so you yeah. have that $1,000 cash that yeah. just in case anything goes wrong, that you just have it there. You know, yeah. so because if you throw everything towards ca- uh, debt, you might have something turn up. Your car might break down. You might be in an accident, a crash, yeah. or you yeah. might need to go to the hospital or whatever. And then that way, you'll you just end up going into more debt because you just don't have any cash on you. Yeah. So... Yeah, that, that, that's the rules. Those are the rules I follow personally. Huh. Um, yeah, I I looked into that one. But for me, the... So I have an app on my phone called Every Dollar. So it makes it like super easy. Um, I don't know if there's an app where you could do the method um, that you do. But the app I have, it comes pre presets like with all the yeah. basics and then anything else i could just add on i have Does like it pull the data from your bank account as well it, so it's it a, shows your it, transactions it's a subscription but i don't do that because i'm i'm trying okay. to save as much i guess money as possible <laughs> yeah. right now as i can um so yeah like i for example i have the the basics the necessities obviously internet um use no gas electricity car and then car loan because we're still paying off our car which i think this is the last month which i'm excited about yeah. oh nice yes. um and then maintenance i have a slot for like fun money which is like 25 Very important yes which Very is like important. i for real it's like 25 dollars <laughs> for me per month yeah, for me right now, that's what I'm going with. I was like, you know what? That's I'm going, yeah. I, I don't need a I, I don't need a lot, dude. I, I yeah. really I don't need a lot. Um, so it's twenty five for me, twenty five for Anne. Um, is that for your uh your FIFA packs? It doesn't matter. It's whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't buy packs anymore. Um, <laughs> I stopped that like last okay. last year, I think, because there's no return on it. The way I think is return on investments. Return like if I put my money into this, what do I get out of it? It doesn't have to be more money. Five seconds. Five seconds yeah, yeah. of joy. Yeah. It doesn't have to be more money, but you know, like am I getting something tangible, like something valuable mm. back? Yeah. So yeah, I, I stopped buying FIFA packs so a while ago. Um and then yeah, it's you know. I try to give every and everything that's left over is either emergency fund or um, just savings for now. Um, and obviously paying off debt, which is very, very important. Um, but you still need to live life, right? Like you, mm. you, you don't just want to work unless you have like a goal. Like some people can set a goal and just work diligently at it. You know, they could go hard for a short period of time to make sure everything is covered and then yeah they you know but some people they still want to feel like they're living a normal life without sacrificing too much i think the main rule is you never want to spend more than you bring in that's mm. the main rule right 
as long yeah. as you yeah so it's you never want to spend more than you bring in and for some people because they don't track their finances they don't know how much they're spending like you said you were early like a couple not too long ago when you got that like you were still spending like you didn't have more debt yeah. than you actually thought right yeah. so so actually going and it's it could be pretty tedious but it doesn't have to be mm. difficult right it doesn't so, have to be yeah. difficult I think so for when I made my emergency fund when I determined what that was I went through my bank statements for three months and I looked at what is coming out every month what is strictly necessary for me to live so this is just purely needs this is not my entire budget just needs yeah and then I multiplied whatever that was one month by six and so the ideal emergency fund is between three to six months. Um, so I just multi- I did that, and then I picked a number right in the middle, and I aim for that. So for me, six months is about five thousand pounds. Yeah. So I saved that up before I invested. Yeah. Because because I don't want like for me like what you were saying before about people want to live a little so i still think that's important so yeah. even while i was doing that because i don't want naomi and my life to be boring you know i still yeah. want us to build memories and build something good so we still save up for holidays we're still you know so, but so we still have money to go out and stuff we just don't do it as much as we used to because yeah. you know you can't just spend 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 everything like yeah that I've never had a credit card, so I've never been able to spend more than I've yes. had. Yeah, that's dangerous. Um, especially for a person like me, I I think I'd easily go through. Uh, maybe not now. Maybe maybe I think I'll give myself another year at least before I think about getting one because it can be useful for certain things like oh, yeah. um, more expensive pur- purchases because you yeah. get good protection on that. Yeah. Um, but and the rewards maybe, but yeah, at the yeah. minute I'm quite happy. Yes. Uh, yeah yeah so it's you know it's it, in america dude like i i remember when i got here and you know we started because you have to build up credit because i had zero credit when i got here i had to mm-hmm. like build up my credit and as soon as like my credit was decent dude these credit cards companies just start sending me credit cards sending me credit cards after credit card after just credit for card. free yeah yeah yeah, they're like, hey, you've been, a- you've been approved. <laughs> pretty <laughs> immigrant. Approved. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's like, you don't even need to apply for them. You just get a credit card in the mail. I mean, ready obviously. Ready for you to use. No, 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 no. They'll, they'll send you like the offer, I guess. They don't. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. They'll send you the offer. Because I'm sure. I'm sure that used to be a thing here when I was a kid. Like, the moment you turned 18, like, I think... I don't know, when you turn 16 or something, Gillette mm-hmm. would send you a razor blade so you start shaving. So they're giving you a free razor for you to try and to try yeah. just try and get you to stay with them. Yeah. Because, you know, buying razor blades is expensive. Yeah. Um, and then I'm sure people would get credit cards at 18. They just get mm. get one in the mail and then That's insane. Obviously it's up to you whether you start using it or yeah. not. Like clever people just throw it away. But yeah. some people are like, yeah. oh, it's free money. But how it would be a ta- so? Do they have your information? Like, do you, you guys have social security number there? It's something like that. We have a national insurance number. 
So everyone has this. It's 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 like a, a code of uh, to to show how that you're paying your yeah. taxes and all that. But, it, but it how tracks all is that your stuff. credit card? How is the credit card then linked to you? Like unless they, did they put all of your information in already? Because that's a little creepy. Well, the the government knows everything about. Well, actually, having said that, I don't know. I don't know where they'd get that information from. Okay. I assume the government. <laughs> all right yeah so I that's got here. kind of bad isn't it yeah. it is yeah, yeah it's a little scary um yeah when i got here it's a good thing i'm married to an american man and my wife is really good with an money. american like, man well no it's, you know like an american <laughs> man <laughs> yeah. Comma. um um it's let me rephrase that it's a good thing i'm married to an american because she has been always good with her money. She doesn't take risky chances. Like, you know, she's very, she'll think before she spends and stuff like that. So I, I, I'm, I'm fortunate to be married to somebody like that. Cause, and obviously being new to the country, you know, when I got these offers, I was like, man, like I, you know, I could, she was like, well, you, 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 you don't really, you know, you don't really want that. Um, cause, hmm. People here could have like, I don't know, five, six, seven credit cards if they wanted to, you know, because they, they just keep sending you offers left and right, man. Um, <laughs> it's insane. It's it's crazy. So you could really get into that. Like I know, I know people who are, yeah, it's, it's, it's scary. It's scary how fast they could. And also like, I don't know if it's like this in England, but in America, it's, oh, you can sign up now and pay later. They'll get their money, trust me, right? They'll they'll get yeah. their money, but they're not afraid to delay it a little bit. And then, obviously, the interest it's it's insane. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, so, there's yeah. a lot of uh, store cards, aren't there? Like every store has their own card. Yeah, you got to use your 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 card in Target or Costco or whatever. Yeah. Amazon and, has a get little card bit? too. Yeah, yes. yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, I'm, I'm pretty like when I set a goal, I stick to it. I'm I do have that discipline. So, you know, with fitness, I feel like mm. I feel like if your finances are in order, your health will follow. Or if your health is in order, your finance finances will follow because it's basically the same. Mm. It's discipline, the same. Right? Yeah, it's 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 just discipline. It's planning out. It's recording. Because I bet you, if you've never budgeted before, just one month, look at your statement. Write everything down, what you spend, where you spend it. I remember the first time Anna and I did it. We looked at our, like, our eating out, like, our fast foods. <laughs> It's always higher than you think. It is. Yeah, I was like, I was like, why are we spending so much money eating out? And she yeah. used to tell me because she did it before me. She started budgeting before me. She just she mm. would write everything down, and um, she would tell me like Miguel, you know, like we're, and I've never really paid attention to it until like lately, where I was like, okay, we talked, and then I talked. I was like, she was like, I was like, okay, I'll I'll let I'll do the budgeting. And then when I saw the numbers, I was like, yeah, man, you're right. Like, we're eating out way too much. Um, 
So yeah, once or you're ready. even ordering stuff from Amazon can add up so much. Yes. Like if you got Amazon Prime next day, you just think nothing of just ordering something. Yeah. If you look at the end of the month, you've spent like 200, 300 yeah. pounds on yeah. what? Yeah. And when you put <laughs> it on a crap. when you put it on a credit card, you don't have to pay it like until oh. I don't know, three weeks or a month later. Yeah. So you don't really see that you're in debt, basically. When mm-hmm. when you put stuff on the credit card, you're in debt. So having to understand that as an adult, it's never too like it's never too late to learn. You just have to be willing to look, do your research. There's so much information on the internet. You could watch YouTube videos. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. that give financial, not advice, but like financial education. Yeah. And um yeah, so you never want to spend more than than you bring in. And once you look at just one bank statement, you'll kind of see where you are. You'll see if you spent more than you brought in that month. And that's not, in Suriname, that's, that's not a thing. Like, people don't really budget. I don't, it's a lot of cash. It's, a quite, it's still a cash-based society, yes, isn't it? it's very cash-based, yeah. So that's very difficult, I suppose, to, to track. Yeah. My my grandmother, she used to have a little book, uh, a ledger, I guess. She would write everything she paid out one one side and everything that comes mm-hmm. in on the other side. So everything would be accounted for. Kept all the receipts. My dad was the same way. It was... Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I, I wish... So do you think, why are people like this? Like, why... So you were never taught anything. I was never taught anything. So... Like, my dad was the same like your dad. He was very good with money, but he never passed on those lessons to me. He never... Do you think parents should talk to their children a bit more about money? Because when I was a kid, it was quite taboo to ask people about money. And, you know, it was very... Yeah, it was was, was frowned upon. I don't think it should be like that. Yeah, like my dad... so, so So my dad had this line. My dad was... Who always said, you should never be a burden. On somebody else right which i feel like a hypocrite because coming to america i had to be a burden like somebody had to be a sponsor for me right mm. somebody somebody had to take that risk saying like you know this person's coming over to america i'll be their sponsor if they can't handle life here whatever right so so it's a little it's a little difficult because yes i i am in a situation where I moved to a different country. So I'm kind of starting at like a bit of a step back, if that makes sense. But my dad would always say, you shouldn't be a burden. So that means you always have to have your finances in check. But he would never tell me like how he just is. Just save your money. <laughs> right? Which it's it's a solid lesson, you know, save your money. But, yeah. but with inflation, it's not always... You, I don't think 100% should be in savings. It should be divided a little bit, you know, a little bit of savings, mm-hmm. a little bit, I don't know, ETFs, whatever, a little bit of stocks. Mm-hmm. You want to diversify your portfolio, if you will. Um, but yeah, no, to answer your question, I would say for me, I've been, I've been struggling with this as well. So what makes a person different like you could have two people come out of the same household you could have two people same thing happen to them 
but they'll take different paths. Yeah. Right? You could I don't know if it's something you're born with. I don't know if it's your surroundings. Like subliminally, like we I looked at mm-hmm. my dad, you know, like even though he didn't talk, even though he didn't explain why he did things, I saw him live a certain way. And then it just got ingrained to me. And then as I got older, I started understanding. And it's kind of like a map, right? Where some people don't even have that. So some people don't even have no. have a structure that they saw growing up, right? So, Well, I, some people might have even grown up where their parents were in debt all the time. Yeah. And money was something that they would have never even talked about because... Yeah. It you know it makes them upset or angry or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But even uh, children, man. <laughs> like yeah. I'm just th- like like you know when I don't think parents should ever complain to children about money. I, I don't think so that's either. not what I'm saying. But if they should teach them how it works. I think if they can, if they know, because if they were never taught how they how that is how are they supposed to teach anyone yeah. about it. Because the the I don't know about England, but I, I I've heard a lot of people say that the education system here they don't really teach you uh, how to handle money. No. So I I haven't gone to school here, so I cannot speak from experience. But like based off the people that I talk to, there's there's not a lot of education um on that. But. It's also in this day and age, man, there's so much information out there. So you're actually as smart as you want to be or as as, as illiterate as you want to be because everybody mm. has a smartphone. Everybody yeah. has access to the internet. All right? I don't care how poor you are in this day and age. I'm really, really, really... What's this... Unless you live in a third world, like unless you live live somewhere in you know where where there's not a lot of development, if you're in the West, if you're in America, I'm I'm almost a hundred percent sure that you have a smartphone. Like I I see people in the streets, like homeless people, on the phone, right? Like I see them yeah. on the phone. So if a homeless person could have a phone, <laughs> I'm sure that it doesn't matter what situation you're in. If you have a phone, you have information at your fingertips. You could learn how to do something and you might fail. Like I failed a lot. Like with finances, I failed a lot. I did it backwards, but I kept, I kept digging for information, right? So to answer your question, Kel, I don't know. I don't know what makes a person do certain things. Like, (laughs) I don't know, but I will say this. I was doing research, right, on how long it takes how to form to uh, how long it takes to form a habit. So, based off the the studies, what they did, it takes exact mm. not exactly, but approximately two hundred and fifty four days to form a new habit. That's a long time. Yes. Yes. So Whoa. that's like eight and a half months, maybe. <laughs> right? So yeah. To, yeah. To form a new habit, you'll have to do it consistently 
800, sorry, <laughs> 254 days. So eight, eight and a half months, maybe. Yeah. For that habit to become an automatic response, like to your daily life, it takes around mm. 66 days. Okay. Yeah. So if you've tried something, whether it's budgeting, whether it's trying to understand your finances, and I do think that health and finances, they, they kind of correlate a little bit. Because I said earlier, if you have your finances in check, your health probably will follow. Or if you have your health in check, your finances will follow. If it takes eight months to form this new habit, just don't give up two months in. Don't give up three months in. Don't give up four months in. It doesn't matter how, how it'll be tedious, difficult. But the good thing about budgeting is you only have to do it once a month. Just one day out of your month, one day out of your 31 days or 30 days, however long the month is, you just have to dedicate one day writing down how much you make, how much you spend, and how much you foresee spending that month. Hmm. And just stick with it. Because let's take health, for example, right? If you want to lose weight, you have to expend more energy you have to burn more calories than you take in and sometimes i don't know if this is healthy for me or not but sometimes when i'm trying to reach a goal let's say if you're on a 2000 calorie diet right which hmm. is the the baseline if somebody wants to maintain their weight it's it's around 2000 calories if you want to lose weight, you want to be lower than that. Let's say I'm at a 1700 calorie diet and I already ate in the morning. I ate at one o'clock and then I ate at night. I had three meals a day and I'm at like my base 1700 calories. If I want a snack at eight o'clock at night, I can't afford it calorically, calorie wise. Mm. I can't afford it. So if I'm making... $2,000, right? All of my expenses come out. Everything's like $1,000. And then I have my food for the, 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 the month. You know, now I'm at like, let's say $1,700. Mm. I put $100 in saving. I have $200 left. $100 for my emergency fund. And then $100 for something else, whatever, right? If I want to go to a concert, you can't afford it right you 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 can't where you, you where the money has to come from somewhere else so it's the same with health if you're on the 1700 calorie diet once you've met that 1700 calorie it doesn't matter if you want a snack you can't afford it right otherwise you're going to debt <laughs> which is <laughs> your your the fat storages right so yeah they they kind of correlate they they i really yeah. i really believe they do so it, you could few your finances the same way you view your health. I I I I really agree with that because it wasn't until after I started getting my finances under control that I actually started thinking about my health, where it actually was a big. I was thinking like, okay, like even if I save enough for retirement, if I carry on being unhealthy, then what's the freaking point? You know. Yeah. If I want to have children, if I want to have grandchildren, if I want to spend time with yeah. them, like, 
I want to be able to move around properly and, you know, still fully be able to <laughs> move my body. So why, yeah. what's the point of saving all the money if you, yeah. if your health is poor? Yeah. So it definitely opened that up in my eyes. Yeah. Do you think... I just want to... Yeah. No, go ahead. You can finish. I just want to say about you, you, the budgeting aspect, uh, how doing it once a month, I want to just remind people that if you have like car insurance or something that you pay every year to do it in advance just like if you if your insurance is due for renewal in november it's not an emergency it's not a surprise you knew it was going to be due in november so you could start from the from january saving up so whatever it costs in november let's say it costs a thousand dollars start saving from the divide that by what 11 months start saving from the january every month set it aside for that big bill coming because it shouldn't be a surprise for holidays you just put money aside every month for that stuff just you just gotta yeah things like that shouldn't be a surprise to people no you shouldn't go into debt for that type of stuff yeah what were you gonna say no i i i agree i agree with you um i was gonna say because in america it's all people just want to get you to spend I don't know if it's like that in England, but there's always a promo going on in America. There's always something on sale. There's always something better. Oh, we sold you this, you know, TV last year for Black Friday. Well, check out this new one. And then their trade-in surfaces are crazy, you know, like, yeah, like bring in your old whatever and get the new one on us or change networks and pay a year like zero and then afterwards you you know you pay it so they're really good at making you want to spend money um here in america so you really have to be be careful like marketing here people are marketing geniuses here it's it's easy to get in debt it's very easy to get in debt in america i will say that so the car I drive now, I, I drive a 2009 Hyundai. I call it the buttless car because it has no butt. It's a very small butt. <laughs> Dude, I'm driving that thing until it dies. Yeah. On Because on, I got it basically, it was a present from our um, from my in-laws, right? So we didn't have to actually pay um, uh, a loan on that car. Then we got a second car because me and my wife work different places, so... We needed a car for her as well. So we're paying that one off this month. So then we won't have those payments anymore. But nice. I'm um, dude. I I don't you know, for me, I don't care about the flashy, the flashiness in, in life. I, I I really you know, I wanna be healthy when I'm fifty. I wanna be healthy and hopefully financially stable enough to just either do something worthwhile with my time, like, I don't know, starting a non-profit, working with athletes that can't afford gym memberships and stuff like that. It's something where I could give back in my expertise, mm. right? Um, so, yeah, I, I love Under Armour because people might be like, yeah, you say that, but you were under... I just love... Because I'm an athlete, they're, they're very comfortable, you know, they... They dry fast. They keep you um, nice and cool. So I do like the quality. 
But anything else, dude. If I ever you used to have a sneaker problem, didn't you? Yes, I used to have a sneaker problem. Yeah, I used to because it it was I didn't understand. So okay, I've I've heard this quote. I've heard this quote, and yeah. it said the quote goes like this: Rich people invest their money and spend the rest. Poor people spend their money and invest the rest. Right? So it's when it says investing, it's like rich people, they'll take care of what needs to be taken care of, right? Making sure that the future is set up and whatever is left, mm. they'll spend. Like that's that's how you become rich. Poor people, like me, I used to have a sneaker problem. Like, I, you know, go buy, you know, a sneaker. <laughs> I'm fresh. Right, or whatever's left yeah. over, <laughs> we'll figure out what life brings. Right, so I had my priorities mixed up, and now it's like, and that's why I said, man, like, yes, my my dream car is a Tesla Model X. I just I think that things just beautiful. But is that the the big one? Yes, it's not the truck, okay. but it's like the no 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 the the bigger the, one, yeah. the SUV thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, like an SUV. But and I told my wife, the only way I'm getting that car is if I like the Model S. I still I think the Model the, S the is smaller still a one car. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. 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 But the the bigger, not the not the Model Three, but the big yeah. the big saloon. Yeah. The only way I'm getting that car is if everything's paid off. We have a house. Like 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 that's the last thing. You know, and if when I get that car, that means financially I'm okay. But I will never get something to put me back in financial um, ruins, if that makes sense. Hmm. So you know, so and Suriname, oh, that's that's yeah. a that's a huge problem in Suriname. So in Suriname, people, let's take the people that go to the people that work in the interior, right? People that work in hmm. the gold mines. So they make but lots of money, right? They make lots of money. The they'll come back to the city, and they'll buy like the flashiest car. But there's no garage to put that car in because their house is not like when you look at their car and you look at where they live, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, how do you drive such a fancy car? But yeah. your house is like see-through, right? Like there's like <laughs> holes in your house. Like that doesn't make sense. But it's yeah, it's the appearing like, oh, look at, you know, I got this flashy car. I'm living this flashy mm. life. But you're you're actually not. And then. Next month, if they don't find any gold, the repo man comes start knocking at your door. So most of these guys, like when they come back to the city, they'll buy like a flashy car, but they'll only have it for like three or six months. Right? And then it's yeah. it's impounded. Right? So it's 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 priority, man. It's it's all about your priorities. Like, do you want to appear rich or do you want a lift like a like a comfortable life where you don't have to worry about paying off this flashy car and not yeah. being able to eat if that makes sense so yeah no i dude i'm i'm dude, i'm driving until it dies and i'm reviving it when it dies i'm gonna be like <laughs> you know don't give up on me i i need i need it for a couple more years so i feel the same way about my car yeah. as well like 
I put enough money aside every month to run it, servicing tire changes every year because BMW, it goes through tires. Like the tires last once a year on that car, oh, wow. unfortunately. Um, and they're expensive because they're like 19-inch wheels. So, yeah. And they're different sizes. The rear, bigger, wider wheels on the back than the front because it's yeah. a sports car. It's not a sports car, but it looks like one. Um, so, but I'm also putting aside a little bit more for hopefully to buy another car when this one dies. Okay. So, for me, uh, that's I don't I don't think I'll be able to afford a BMW when that happens. Yeah. Even if that's well, I'm planning for five years, but because the car is now four years old this year, yeah. and BMW like that car came out four years ago. And uh, they already released a facelift. So the way people buy cars here is they'll they'll like lease them. They'll lease them for three years, trade it in, get the new one. So they're always paying this. Yeah. You know, it's it's they never own anything, and it's expensive. Do you think? Okay, do you think that? So once you read, once you reach a certain level of income, I don't think okay. certain things matter anymore. So for the average person, obviously you don't want to lease, right? Like if you're making, I don't know, like $40, $40,000 a year, that's like, I guess, average. Um, you can't buy a Tesla, right? Like you just, you just can't, you can go into debt. You could, buy. you'd yeah, be yeah, yeah. big yeah, debt. Yeah, you'd be in debt, right? But, but like, let's say yeah, you're you making, now, now let's say you're making like, Guaranteed, every year you're making like five hundred thousand hmm. dollars. Do you think for those people leasing makes more sense because they do have a they, the amount of money that they're making? They're never unless you live a crazy lifestyle like those rock stars, right? Like <laughs> yeah. the amount of money that you bring in on a monthly basis, you're never gonna spend all of that. So they don't kind of want to deal with, you know, like having to deal with like the repairs and everything. So do you think that once you read a, a specific level of income, some of these rules don't apply to you? Because now you're making so much money that you could just go ahead and lease stuff? Well, that's the way footballers live, don't they? They, they don't buy cars. They don't buy houses. Because yeah. one day you might be playing for Manchester United, the next you might be playing for Barcelona or something. There's no point in mm -hmm. buying stuff because you, you might not be there forever. Yeah. So... For them, for people, and they're making a hundred thousand pounds a week at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, that's yeah. that's you know, well, some of them are making three hundred. You know, yeah. a hell of a lot of money. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it makes does make sense in certain circumstances. But I think if that person, that's a five hundred thousand. That's a lot of money. <laughs> um, yeah. if we move it to something more reasonable, let's say a hundred k, hundred thousand. Mm hmm. Um, you could buy the car cash or you could lease it. It's the same to you. But if you're, I think, I like the rule that the money guys have where if you're staying for somewhere over five years, let's say five to seven years, it's better to buy, better to buy yeah. a house. Yeah. Um, so I think it, sh it should apply to a car as well. Because, so do you think that the phrase, um, don't live above your means is like valid? Like, like you need to know where you are on the scale. Like there's you need also, to be, uh -huh. there's yeah. I def live beyond. Don't live beyond your means. That's 
that, that's the big that's everyone should follow that rule yeah but there's also lifestyle creep have you heard of that no where every time you get a so every time you get a pay rise let's say you started at 40k you live mm-hmm. life as a person that earns 40k and then you get a wage increase to 60k a year mm-hmm. so what happens you start buying nicer cars you think you need to live in a nicer area and then that just keeps repeating itself every pay rise so you start if you live 80k and then 100k and then suddenly you're you're still living paycheck to paycheck every step of the way because you've increased your lifestyle you're staying in fancier hotels buying more expensive cars buying a boat buying whatever you know yeah uh, buying you know buying stupid stuff buying a massive house but if you had stuck at living life as someone that earns 60k and invested the rest yeah you will retire insanely rich you know yeah. so yeah. It, like what like one of their rules like i love the money guys I, I watch that show pretty much every day uh it's it's on youtube that okay. um they say every time you get a pay increase give yourself 40 percent. so whatever that increase 40 percent of the increase you can spend on whatever you want go out you know splash it whatever so like you know if when you get like also like when you get a bonus or something but that other 60 percent, put that towards investments and savings yeah. so it gives you so instead of spending all the increase on lifestyle just give yourself a little bit more so you yeah. know so you can splash the cash a bit but don't forget about your future yeah because like my, like my mom for example uh, she's she's never been one for saving for retirement because she's always spent her money sending it to Suriname, building her house to Oma and stuff like that. And I asked her, you know, what about the future? She's like, oh, what if I die tomorrow? And I said, what if you live for another 40 years? You know, yeah, <laughs> it's life. Yeah. You have to prepare, man. You do. You, you do. And it's uncertain. Yes, you might die tomorrow. You also might not. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good thing to have these conversations. Um, and I hope that, you know, the people who watches this know that we've, we failed too. Like it hasn't been until we were adults, right? Like, cause when you're younger, yeah. you, you're just, you don't care. <laughs> you are just living mm-hmm. life thinking you're invincible, thinking everything's going to work out until life smacks you in the face. And then you'd be like, okay, I need to rethink what I'm doing here. So it's it's important to have these conversations. And I hope that our nephews and nieces who are in Suriname are watching this as well. Because it's important. And it's also peer pressure, right? Because everybody wants everybody wants that that Nike. Like everybody wants to be in the conversation. You know, everybody wants that. If there's anything I could say to the youth, um, delayed gratification. Don't worry about the next minute, the next hour. People who are in your class right now who are making fun of your shoe or whatever it is that they're making fun of, it doesn't matter. What matters is what you invest in now. So if you're in school, you know, invest into your education, your time, reading, studying, 
doing all of these things that you need to do because the problems you think you have now are comp they're nothing compared to when you're an adult and you don't have your finances in check mm -hmm. and you're in debt and you need to pay the bills but you don't have a steady stream of income the problems you think you have now are nothing compared to what is awaiting you in the future if you don't invest in your education now and when i say education i don't mean like you need to go to university like you don't need to go to university to to have a sustainable income income but you need to invest in yourself whether it's picking up a trade being valuable having a mm. skill set learn something learn you invest the, the the time you invest in yourself will pay off but it depends on what you invest in right i have a rule that i try to live by because i was i was i was this person don't be useless don't be a useless person right and when i say a useless person is no value like you have nothing to offer invest in yourself learn something learn a trade but if it's plumbing it's plumbing man there's plumbers that make a lot of money i know somebody in suriname i'm gonna give him a big up um i used to play volleyball with him um arna arnes mayans Schoenmark. this guy cleans properties for a living and it, i think it was a one-man business and now he has like people working for him he has like multiple brush cutters and, and like a dumping truck and he'll go and chop trees like have a skill set oh. everybody needs something done all right so if you're worried about what you're wearing don't man or because you don't you don't want to look rich or wealthy you want to be rich or healthy right like you were talking about uh, in our last podcast, Cal, where Mark Zuckerberg, he wears the same thing every single day, right? Like he doesn't yeah. care, right? He lives life comfortably, regardless of what you say about him, regardless of how much you mock his clothes or whatever. Dude, he's comfortable, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. he's more comfortable than you who's trying to wear Balenciagas on <laughs> in debt, right? So... Yeah. I think a mind shift change. That's I think that's the problem. Because the culture we live in, it's look what I can show you. Look what I have. And I'll show you uh, what I think you want to see. Yeah. Uh, also, like we also mentioned before, like trying a fancy car to impress women. It's not. <laughs> women don't care what you drive. Um, it's the men you're impressing. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> it's funny you say that. There's a lot of things that men do that they think they're impressing women, but they're impressing other men. Just like you said, and it's just not cars. It's it's even like fitness. It's 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 a lot of things. We think we impress women, but <laughs> you're right, man. A hundred percent, I agree. <laughs> but I think, like, especially in the current climate you know, ev like the cost of living crisis that everyone is going through on the planet. Mm -hmm. I think there is a little bit of a shift and I just want to, I hope this episode will push people's mindset a bit from 
like seeing themselves in a difficult situation, but also yeah. hopefully give you some sort of uh, like a guide map to kind of get yeah. out of that situation because yeah. it's hard. Like life is hard for everyone right yeah. now. It is. Um, but it can't, you can make it a little bit easier for yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Set yourself up for the future. Then like, like I said, delayed gratification. Like if you don't know what that means, you have instant gratification, which is usually things that happen that feels good in the moment, but it's not good for your long term, in the long term. And then you have delayed gratification where it's you put in the work now and you don't see the results, but you consistently put in the rest of the work until years later, you see the results and then you reap um, the benefits. Right. So when you're saving up, it sucks in the moment because now you want to buy all of these things that you can't afford because you're saving up for your future. But then once you reach the future and now you have all of these either money invested or save up and then you could go on vacation, do whatever you want to do. But in order for you to reach that, you had to sacrifice a little bit. Right. So delayed gratification. Don't want things to happen fast. So I'm going to change the topic here real quick. Me and my wife, have you, have, have you, have you followed Messi recently? Hmm. Have you seen what he's doing in the MLS? It's insane. Like they won the Well, Cup. he's too good. He's too good for the MLS. Yeah, yeah, he is. But <laughs> when we were watching the World Cup, she was just looking at how he was moving, the way he takes his penalties. And it was, she just, she was like, she was baffled. She's, he makes it look so easy. Right? Like he just makes it look effortless. When the commentators would commentate on what he's, they would say it's magical, right? Hmm. But it's the amount of hours and hours of drills and practices and dedication, leaving his home, like all of these things that he had to do that built the player that he is. Now, when somebody makes something look easy, it's because they spent insane amount of time on this specific thing, thousands and thousands of hours. With that being said, yes, he is a talented player, right? Like mm -hmm. he, he has, yeah. he's been blessed <laughs> with the specific skills, but he also put in the work because if he did not put in the work, he probably wouldn't be as, as good as he is. He would be great, but he wouldn't be as good as he is. So delayed gratification. I'm going to keep coming back to that. I just, just interesting. Um, because the way my wife said, she was like, man, he makes it look so easy, so easy, but you only make things look easy when, you repeat it, the repetition over and over and over. And it applies to everything, man. It applies to your finances. It applies to your health. It takes 254 days. We talked about this to form a new habit. So it's going to take some trials, some, you know, some errors before you get it right. As long as you keep trying, you're going to get it right. So just just keep on keeping on as they say um in america um you know it's i know i'm not there yet you know i'm 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 trying to figure this out every single day as well 
that's why I really appreciate these conversations, man. They're because after we're done as well, like I'll sit and think. It's like, okay, there's certain things I need to do now, you know. So it's a good it's a good thing to have these conversations. And like you said, I mm-hmm. hope that people will think long term as well. And excuse me, this podcast or this conversation will make them maybe nudge them in the right direction. Because I a lot of us think now. We don't think in the future. But do you not think that both of those um, mindsets are equally catastrophic? The one that says, I might die tomorrow. Um, And then the other one. Everything for the future. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. That's why I think the ones category is incredibly important. Because you should live life. You should make memories. Because when you're old and your body doesn't work anymore that's all you'll have left okay so you should make the most of your life so don't spend don't don't give up on like what i mean what i'm what i mean is don't uh, don't just save everything for the future yeah because you might not have your health and you might not have your you know you know as they always say are you retiring your 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 body can't anymore you can't do the things that you want to do you can't go traveling or whatever. You're too frail. You're too old. So still do stuff while you're young, while you can, but just put a little bit aside for the future. Yeah. You know, just there's got to be a balance. That, yes, I do think it's wrong to, to think on both ends of the spectrum, but if you stick to somewhere in the middle, I think everything yeah. should work out. Did you hear what happened in Suriname with Bisham? Well, no. Okay, so... There's this crypto scam that went and made its way to Suriname. Yeah. It was like a pyramid scheme. So I don't know who's behind it, who was behind it. Um, I think it was two weeks ago. They made it to Suriname and there were people went door to door saying, hey, you want to make passive income? You want your money to make money? And they... Put in so they would go door to door they would collect money because everybody wants to make money like everybody wants to make money passively right people don't want to work right if they're like hey i don't have to work i can make money yeah. all right all it needs is me to give you a little bit of money there was this one guy on facebook they were interviewing him i think he put in like ten thousand dollars which is uh four hundred thousand srd maybe i don't know which is insane yeah. And the people in the beginning, so the people that got in first, they were getting money back because the scam had just started. So when they first started making money, people would now post on Facebook like, hey, you know, I joined this program. Now I'm making like, I don't know, $30 a day or something like that, right? I don't know what the accept numbers were. And then words started getting out where they're like, when this person, I, I know, you know, I know. I know Jan from yeah. next door. He made $30. Maybe I should. And then they started talking and then everybody started putting money. And then the last week, the website disappeared. The, the person who was going from door to door can't be found. And a lot of people lost money. A lot of people lost money. And listen, the average income 
in Suriname right now is very low. 1700, maybe 1800 SRD. I think I haven't been there in a long time, which is not even a hundred dollars at the moment. Well, I, I saw a friend of mine post a job thing um, for a Arbeider, an Arbeider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was 8,000, about 8,000 SRD for the month. Oh, nice. Which sounds good, but if you do the calculations, it's not that much money. No, it's not. It's very it's, bad. It's, it's about 200 bucks, maybe. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so 200 bucks a month. If you, if you think about the, the fuel prices there and stuff, yeah. it's not yeah. It's enough. not a lot of money. Not, even that's a, that's a lot of money. For, like You think it sounds like a lot of money, but yeah. it's not. So and imagine this, people putting in tens of thousands of dollars into this scam. This guy was going nuts. He was like, if I don't get my money, I've been to jail before. I'll go to jail again. And, you know, but that's the thing. A lot of people in Suriname don't know. They, they don't know what pyramid schemes are, right? So, yeah, there's a, there's a saying, if it sounds too good to be true, it is. It probably is. Yes. Don't. Yes. Just like it's anything that promises you guaranteed yeah. income. Yeah. It can't. It can't. No. It's not true. It's never guaranteed. Except a bank account. Except a bank account that gives you interest. That's the, you know. I don't know. You know Have you not heard what happened <laughs> with the Silicon Valley? The bank account. Oh, yeah. But that, that's, 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 that's not for, that's not a bank account for normal people, is it? That was a, that was a bank account for, uh, for like internet businesses and stuff it's not yeah but 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 even banks cannot guarantee because listen if you have Mm. a million dollars right you put a million dollars in the bank it's only insured for 250,000 so if in America in in the UK that's 85,000 85,000 okay so that even that's not guaranteed right so even if you put your money in a bank it's not safe because no, if something no, happens, not... yeah, 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 right. So I'm nobody. I'm not saying can... you shouldn't put money in banks. Bro. No, I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying like you cannot guarantee. Like when it comes no, to no, finances no. and money, like it doesn't matter if you're a bank, because something might happen, but you have less risk. Let's put it that way. Um, but I don't trust banks. So this is why I like. Um, this is why I like stocks because you're actually owning part of something. Yeah, you know, like I think people, like I, I only just realized it this year. Like I've, I've been doing it for since about 2016 or something or 2015, so quite a while. But it still just looks like money in there. It's still just a number in an account. But when you really think about it, you're owning multiple pieces of something. So yeah. it's worth more than money. It's it's yeah. actually useful because yeah. cash. Unless it's doing something, isn't worth. It's just yeah. worth. It's just yeah. a tool. Yep. And so it's that's deflating why. Too. Yeah. Exactly. So that's yeah. why you should invest. And in certain, I'm like, you don't really have that opportunity, but they do buy houses. You know, they do build houses, and I think that is another good land. place to put your money. Land is yeah. a good land. Spend, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I'm not gonna lie. I like the idea of not crypto. crypto. <laughs> I like the idea of crypto. I I like yeah. that if. I want to pay, let's say I wanted to pay you, you know, with USDC, mm. could you send it straight to you? I didn't have to, I don't have to go to a bank. So I do like the idea of that. 
but obviously with crypto not being regulated there's a lot of scams because there's no regulation but the idea of crypto is actually not bad the original like the white paper have you ever mm. um seen the white paper of bitcoin no i've no i've never read it but oh, yeah but yeah. it's the idea behind it it's sound cuz you're you're your own bank but My... you, need, you need to be uh, you need to you need to have knowledge i guess of how money works and stuff like that but a lot of people they see it like a quick fix like a quick investment mm. that's not that's not yeah. what it is so they they get it wrong mm. yeah. but the, it's the, look my biggest concern with crypto is when it, i don't see it it's not here in everyday life like i can't go to the shop and buy something with with bitcoin mm-hmm. i don't know whether that is somewhere else in the world but it's just not here it's not it's not useful it doesn't do anything for me so yeah I don't see it being used widely, so except to buy illegal stuff. I see, I think, but no, like just... I just don't. Uh, it just doesn't. It doesn't make any sense to me yet. I think if it were were to be adopted more widely, mm-hmm. I'd start thinking about it. But because I've lost money in crypto, I think it was a pump and dump scheme. Probably. <laughs> Have you heard of Safe Moon? Safe Moon. Yes. Yeah, I put five hundred pounds in Safe Moon, and I ended up with one hundred. <laughs> but why did you put so, five hundred? Why did you put five hundred dollars in Safe Moon? See this, this—that's the thing, because I didn't know anything about crypto. Because there were people that I worked with that had put money in there, so I was just listening to other people. See, that's yeah. another thing. Like keeping up with the Joneses. Just if somebody says, "Oh, I made this much money in this," don't listen to them. Do your own research. Yes. Yes. Don't be fooled because you can be fooled by people into investing into stupid things as well. Like that investment you were talking about before. What is it? Wisham or whatever? Yes, Wisham, yeah. Yeah, so people don't listen to other people. Yeah. Because do your own research. 100%. Understand. Look, don't, I think the biggest thing is if you don't understand what it is, don't invest. Yes. If you don't know how it works, <laughs> yeah. don't. Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me say this. So I've been into crypto since 2021. Um I've seen my portfolio go up insanely and I seen my portfolio drop insanely. When you are thinking about investing into a crypto, read the white paper. There's always a website. If the white paper has 10 lines on it just keep scrolling you know because most of these coins are pump and dumps like kelvin said the people who come in early will make money so to some extent if you get lucky you are the first people the first 100 people to put money in and then afterwards a thousand people come it's going to shoot up and then the people who put money in first who bought low will sell and it will dump. So, yes. It's important to do your own research. But a lot of people don't know how to do their own research. They don't know where to go, what to look for. So, if, like Kelvin said, if you don't understand it, don't invest in it. 
but I will say that crypto, there's less money laundering and fraud with crypto than it than there is with cash. You know why? Because crypto, it's on the blockchain. Every transaction is recorded. You cannot remove him. If you have a wallet, if you have a, a digital wallet, you could put in that wallet on the blockchain and you could see every single transaction. It's safer than than money right now. Because everything is it, it you can't you can remove it. It's it's there forever, all the transactions you make. So when I was doing my taxes for um for my crypto last year, I had to go into the blockchain and print it out and then submit it for um, the IRS because the exchanges you use, they have your social security number. So if I buy, sell something, by law, these exchanges have to send my W4 or whatever it is, W20, like a form mm. to, to the government. So yes, you could still do peer-to-peer -peer transactions. So I could send something to you. But if I'm under investigation right now and then they get my wallet, they could see where every single dollar went to. It's safer than money. It's just yeah, because it's because like it's not I do regulated. Like that side of it. Yeah, yeah, I, like because I do, it's not regulated I think, right now. That's the problem. I think, I think it will become something useful. Yeah, like if it's maybe it'll be implemented as part of the banking system, like to make yeah. it more instantaneous and tracked easier or whatever. Because yeah. at the minute, I'm not quite sure how it works. Because I think your set, like, I think the way, I don't know how it works in America. I think it works the same way as here is you send the bank, you send money from my account to your, I say you send money from your account to my account, mm -hmm. but that's not the way it actually works. In the back, there's, their data has to be sent to the, to another bank mm -hmm. to, to, to show the change, yeah. you know, in the, so it's, it's a weird, it's a, a complicated system. So maybe the blockchain will, because in the, like in America, I hear it's very slow bank transfers. That's why they use stuff like Zelle and Cash App and stuff because yeah. um, bank transfers are incredibly slow in America. Yeah, but like in the UK, four, they're pretty much three to four or five business days, I think. Yeah. In, in, in England, it's pretty much instantaneous. Yeah. Like if I send money to someone now, it'll be in their account within a couple of seconds. That's the way it works here. You can also pay the subway with your um, credit card, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Here yeah, they have to, like a, a contactless. Yeah, here you can. Here you need a specific card, I think, and then you need to put money on the card, and then you could pay. Because um, I think the <laughs> yeah, I think that's why PayPal was so successful when it first came. Um, but yeah, no, it's yeah. I mean, crypto could probably be another topic, but I I just don't like the bad rep crypto get because i kind of understand why it got started well there's a lot of there's been a lot of stuff over the past year or so you know the the two big exchanges that went down failing yeah. and yeah, yeah it's the so there is stuff going on you know i wouldn't say it's fraud free no it's not if they can do stuff that so like they're all banned in this country you know i can't use i think coinbase is the only one you can still use here like I had money on Binance. I can't get it because I can't use Binance here anymore. That's insane. That's crazy. Because they the the government doesn't trust them. <laughs> I mean but do you not think so 
Do you not think there's a conspiracy going on though? And even PayPal, because you can buy crypto on PayPal, they're stopping that from this month, I think, oh, for wow. about six months until they the government figures out the rules. Yeah, that's crazy. You can't buy anything without it's only it's pure investment on PayPal. So oh, you wow. just buy it and it stays there. But you yeah. can't. You, so if you have anything, it you can keep it, but you can't buy anything. Yeah. For a I, while. Um, I have a I have a ledger, like a, a wallet, like a cold storage okay so i'm i'm my own i'm my own bank like that's the best way to do it don't keep stuff on exchanges yeah 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 but look i moved i moved the binance stuff to my trust wallet so it's all in my trust wallet okay but i still can't get it off that yeah because you need an exchange (laughs) you need an exchange (laughs) or or you need somebody you know you could do a peer-to-peer as well but yeah. yeah That's the one thing I do like about crypto. It's like I don't have to go through a bank. I could just, you know, I could just send you whatever, right? Like, mm. but yeah, no. Have you heard of TransferWise? Do you guys have TransferWise over there? No. I've used them a lot if I've had to make international payments. They're, so like, for example, if you're from here, they can give you an American bank account details and I could give those details to you and you could just send money to that and then it'll come to me. So it's all it's it and it's way cheaper than a bank. Yeah. So there are options yeah. for money. <laughs> but obviously if you're sending money to like Suriname then it's cuz their banking system very bad so it you is. need to use like yeah. Western Union and then it's all cash and it, yeah. It, yeah, it's There's this crazy did you know so with cash, right? Like even mm. if if a bank like Do you, do you know the percentage of money that's actually cash? I think in this country it's about 3%. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's all digital. Yeah. We're definitely moving into it. Can you imagine if the internet crashes one day? We're screwed. <laughs> yeah. Oh Freaking my out. goodness. That's why you, you won't be able to Bitcoin. watch Netflix anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Bitcoin. Yeah, what are you going to spend it on? <laughs> Merchants that want, you know, payment. It. I like the idea behind it. I. I honestly. But do. then, then, then we'll just use gold. You can't Shiny carry. Metal. You can't carry gold. Like you can't carry gold. Like how much gold can you carry? Where are you going to store you it? If you have like 10 kilograms <laughs> of gold, where are you going to put it? Underground. You just, you just carry an ounce with you and just, just shave a little <laughs> bit here. Here's a couple of grams for you. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, um, I think uh, I think we need to kind of be like summarize. Uh, yeah, summarize what we talked about a little bit. So, um, so yeah, so it doesn't have to be difficult um, to get your finances in order. I was fortunate enough um, to have had a lot of help, which I'm very thankful for. Because I don't think I could do America by myself. I'm not gonna lie. I am a pretty strong individual. I would like to think of myself as a pretty strong individual, but I had a lot of help moving here and learning how finances work has been has been a pretty expensive lesson. Because I did I did lose some money, I made some money, but 
yeah, like Kelvin said earlier, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. So if somebody ever comes to you, be like, hey, you want to make this quick buck? You should be a little suspicious. Do your research. If you don't understand how it works, don't put money in it. If you don't know what it is, don't put money in it. Don't listen to people. Always do your own research. It doesn't take a lot of time to budget. Write down your expenses. Write down your income. Write down your debt. Write down how much you want to put in for an emergency fund. It's basically just thinking about how much you bring in, how much you're planning to spend, and a little bit for uncertain times. That's basically, I guess, all you need. Don't try to compete with your neighbor. Don't don't try to keep up with the Joneses, as they say. Because we've talked about this in previous episode as well. People will only show you what they want to show you. You you don't know their state that they're living in. They might pretend that they you know have this fancy car, but they they can't pay the bills by the end of the month. So. I guess it's where your priority lies. Always keep your priorities straight. Kelvin and I had to learn the hard way. We we made a lot of mistakes. We've been in debt. We we bought flashy things. I used to like soccer, um, sneakers. Which, as soon as you buy a car, an expensive cell phone, a name brand shoe, as soon as you buy it, the moment you leave the store, it drops in value. You will never, unless you get very, very lucky, get the exact same dollar amount back if you choose to sell it. So right now, for me, I try not to buy things that depreciate in value. Depreciating in value means it loses value over time. Unless it's a necessity. Things, there's things that you need that will depreciate in value. But things that I don't need, I try to stay away from them. Because you don't get your dollar amount back. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing. Press that bell notification button. We also would appreciate you... <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing. Press that bell notification button so you could be up to date whenever we drop a new episode. If you have any questions, you could either put it in the comment section below or you could send us an email. Kelvin always links it in the description below. We're also available on Amazon, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify.